Hey, good morning and welcome to Breakthrough Walls. I'm Ken Walls and I am your host. Today, today we have the one and the only Dr. Bill Janishak joining us all the way from the Soviet Republic of California. Stay with us. We'll be right back. And we're back. Let me bring Dr. Bill Janicek on the show. Dr. Bill, hello, welcome. Hello. Dude, it's so awesome to have you on here. Finally. Yes, after after all this time. So you said I'm from the, the People's Republic. I'm going to oh, be People's Republic. If, if all your listeners, all three of them, can go back over and just read the the everything in my eyes i'm giving the code out about how to get out of california (laughs) yeah and the communism it's crazy out there man dude you you have no right you know we're fighting back though a little i mean this one a lot of people are just you know the the sheriffs and everybody have come out and they're they're saying we're not enforcing this yeah Um, so it is what it is but you know i I, I kid just a little, but it's um, I've never seen anything like this, dude. Never it's it's like it's, this. it's crazy. In in your seventy five years, you've never seen anything like this. In all seventy five years, um, <laughs> is this on? I'm not hearing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a problem with the audio. So so so, Bill, um, you and I are good friends. I use that term very loosely. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding. We're, we're good. We're good friends. We talk a lot. We talked last night. We did one something in the morning, my time. Yeah. So, so, um, you know, I've, I, I'm, I'm curious to hear your story and how you've overcome some of the hardships in life. And so let's start with where you were born and raised. You know what? I was born here. Uh, and raised here in Buena Park, California. Buena Park is in, um, uh, it's where Knott's Berry Farm is. People have been hearing about Knott's Berry Farm. So I grew up about a quarter mile away from Knott's Berry Farm. It was, You know what? This was an awesome place to live and grow up in Southern California. Um, you know, in the 70s, free range kids. We just kind of, it was quintessential America. And as I got older, we got to, uh, you know, would be at the beach, like all Southern Californians do, man. We were just like hanging 10 and surfing. And um, we could literally surf in the morning, hang out in the afternoon. And, you know, during the six weeks of winter that we have here, winter, when I say like that, uh, we could go skiing at night. Uh, We had the mountains, we had the beaches, we could go to the desert. We could go down. We could go into L.A. before it was a hellhole, and uh, and it was exciting to go there. We could, uh, you know, party like rock stars all night, and um, it it was it was really cool. It was you know, and we just thought everybody did that, but you know, we talked to other people, and it, it was like 
wow. And um, yeah, that I, was the 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 California of the 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 Beach Boy days. I mean, they like you know they 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 sang about it. There were all kinds of songs about how awesome California was, but it's gotten crazy, dude. It it was uh, yeah, it it was cool, but we didn't know. But it's everything because we're going. Why is it getting so crowded here? Um, and it's because you guys that weren't in California were hearing about it and going, this is awesome. And it was, it was, uh, growing up, I was a baseball player. So I got to play baseball year round because yeah. I guess we had, you know, the, the three minutes of winter and we had, we, we had to go visit snow because we wouldn't really get it. Right. And, um, yeah. It was like, it it's was, it's, so it's changed significantly. Yeah, just a little. <laughs> Just a little, because you know, growing up, it was the Reagan years. You know, we had yeah. Reagan before we gave him to the country. We said, "All right, we'll do that." We should have. Yeah, never. right. It's all been downhill from there. Yeah, uh, but it was. Uh, yeah, we we had everything going on on yeah. here. I just kind of grew up in that environment. Like I said, I was a baseball player, and um, I love baseball. And it's funny now. You're in Ohio. But I was a big Reds fan. You're the big Reds machine. And wow. Johnny Bench, Pete Rose days. Yeah. Johnny and Petey were my friend. I Johnny Bench was my first favorite player, but he was different style. And I emulated my look at that. Look who's on here. Oh my gosh. It's my best buddy, Bob. Bob's awesome. The great uh, doctor. That's right. Now that's the guy we got to talk about, and then uh, you know I get to meet pe great people like like Bob. Yeah. Um, yeah, he he's just awesome. Yeah. But, but yeah, just go, going through. So I emulated Pete because I had no talent. <laughs> I, had, I had very little talent, but uh, I was a you know I was a ball buster though. I first person on the field, last person off. Um, Charlie Hustle. Yeah, just put the the nose to the grindstone, and it yeah. was actually it was it was that work ethic that I learned, and this is why I think uh oh, there's now there's trouble in the house. Yeah, I can block him. I figured that out. So no. oh, if, yeah. it, if it gets out of control, we'll just have to boot him. It's, it's not about if; it's just when. It's just a timeline. <laughs> I, know. I know. I've I've heard that you and and Joe Ingram aren't allowed to sit sit next to each other in, in certain environments. <laughs> it, was, it was interesting because, you know, it started with, uh, with Bob because we were part of the uh, Next Level by Association. Yeah. We've been there forever. And um, we, would, we would get these, our side chats going. And, and you know, me and Joe are very uh, stoic and very serious all the time. All the time. Around. Yes. And we would just be laughing and it would be distracting. And then it went from, you know, Bob's group. And then we would go to other seminars together and it just. And church, probably. <laughs> funerals. Um, <laughs> we're not invited to, to church and funerals very, very often. But it's never dull. It's never oh dull. Oh, my God. So, so you grew up playing and you, so did you play baseball like in the, in the college? Did you, do, how, how did that. It, yeah, I started. Um, I was I was going to go to Cal State Fullerton here. That they, they they had the second Quiz Central Baseball 
coaches back back in the day. It was either uh, Arizona State and uh, or right here in my hometown. And being the uh, the little snowflake that I was, I didn't want to leave home. Um, but I went there. But I got signed right out of high school for uh, with the the Mets in their. It, you know, there's there's triple A, double A, single A over here, and then we kind of cleaned up their. Uh, I was in the, the the rookie league over here in California, so I, I stayed there for a little cup of coffee, and um, wow, and they 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 retired me. I retired early, and wow. it, it was fun. It was the same team that uh, Daryl Strawberry and a lot of the other Mets coming up were on. Yeah. And, and it was so my whole career, like I said, I had no talent, but my work ethic, you know, it was always the same thing. I was always like, I got to give a thousand percent because that's the only way I'm going to even get a chance to hang out here. And um, and, you know, I would just work my way through it. And then there gets a time as you raise up, you know, you know, uh, what do they say? You you're promoted to your your level of incompetence. <laughs> so yeah. the ring. and you know and i was still come on guys we gotta get in here let's kill you know pete rose game face and everything else going on and these guys are going like 60 percent, and they're just kicking my butt all over the place and i'm running and it's just when there's i, I did the best with the talent that i had and yeah. the life lesson that you know we're not all gifted in the same areas but um you know we do what we can and it was that it was that work ethic because again, I was a jock that I think got me where I am today. Did, did, did you play third base? I did. I did. I was signed as a third baseman. Wow. I started out as a second baseman and cause uh, I was quick. I, I could feel pretty good. And then my arm got a little stronger and then they moved me to shortstop. And I was a good utility player based on who was pitching. I would just sh go from position to position because I could yeah. do that. And then wow. I don't know what happened, but I got a little yoked. And so I was – because I was weaker and um, – and they're good, good one, Joe. Starting. You said you can block him, right? I that know. I know. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I, I ended – they put me at third because I, I could I – could, field pretty well but uh, and I didn't have the arm but you know I hung out over there and yeah. I I was the enforcer this beautiful face that you see before you today gorgeous yeah it, it was from years of, of, of taking beatings and starting beatings and not taking no guff from anybody so so you you ended up retiring from baseball at what, what age how old were you uh 19 <laughs> wow maybe 20 i talk about early retirement holy moly well, you know once once you've completed everything there was to do yeah. there's nowhere else to go ken played for the big red machine <laughs> yeah. so 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 at 19 years old you're retired um, from baseball and, and, and I'm sure you knew exactly what you wanted to do from there oh, and, and life's been yeah. magical unicorns and rainbows ever since, yeah. especially in California. 
Oh yeah. And yeah. there was a lot of, a lot of stuff to do. So, um, so I started that I started my entrepreneurial journey. I, I became white knight cleaning. So I, if there was anything that a retired 20 year old baseball player could do, it's clean toilets. So right. uh, I started a janitorial business and at the same time, so this was the eighties and very eclectic over here. And that, so I was in a band, uh, we were in a rockabilly band, the Ro rooftop cowboys. Wow. And, um, and so we would gig on around and I would clean carpets, toilets, offices, roller rinks, cars, anything dirty that I would clean during the day. And we would practice with the band in the garage and wait for gigs to come around. And, um, yeah, so yeah, it, like I said, it was fun. The eighties in California, dude, we were living the yeah. dream. Living yeah. the dream. So, so you, um, you know, interesting. Bob Proctor started a, a a janitorial company too. Yeah, me and Bob Proctor are probably on the same vibrational wavelength. He turned his into a mega million dollar empire. I'm sure you did too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but you know, <laughs> he's always taking shortcuts. I wanted to start at the bottom, stay at the bottom for a while, clean it up, work right. stuff, and. Right. Work your way back down to the bottom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and hang out there. Those were my people. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 well, what happened from there? You, you, you did the cleaning. How long did you do the cleaning business? Uh, like four years. And, wow. and it was funny, you know, my office was a, uh, a desk in the corner of the room that I grew up in my parents' house because I was successful. So I lived with my parents. Um, and, uh, you know, I had a phone, a piece of paper where I wrote down everybody that owed me money and, you know, the, the ledger yeah. and I hung out there and then, um, that's when it changed. Then my mom dragged me to a chiropractor because they, he wasn't a real doctor. No, so, um, those guys he, are a little wacky. Oh, they're just nuts. Yeah, she she dragged me over there for a free exam, and I'm just like, oh, Mom, I'm the quintessential thought of health. But the story <laughs> is, that, you know, I had uh, an, an epileptic disorder, seizure disorder, from the time I was four, well, up until that time. Wow, that was diagnosed, and it was it was weird because I was on all this met this anti seizure medication, yeah. and seizures didn't bother me they bothered everybody around me but not me yeah. but maybe three or four times a year i would have a grand mal seizure and that's where you're flopping around and that's where Jeez. you yeah that's where you put put me in the bathtub with the soap and the laundry to get all you know to multitask um wow. but it was just you know i didn't think anything of it because i just kind of grew up like that so my routine since i was four was get up pee take my medication and get on with my day, whatever it, that was. And it was like my blankie. So when this quack um, came in and I had no symptoms, you know, we go to the doctor when things hurt, when, when you don't feel well, I felt great. Mom dragged me to the chiropractor and, you know, I had to bend down touch my toes, turn my head, do all this other stuff. And I was awesome. 
And um, he said, let's take x-rays. I'm like, and, and how old were you at this point? I was probably 22, 20, okay. 23, something like that. So I was in my young 20s. So I was at the right. pinnacle of my knowledge and wisdom. So I yeah. knew everything at that point. Yeah. yeah. And um, and I went, th I went through that and I'm going, all right, free exam. You're a dime, dude. You can do whatever you want. I said, give me the proc exam. And, um, and he said, all right. And this was in the old days. And he said, all right, come back tomorrow and let's look at your x-rays. That was going to happen because I had things to do. There was parties to go to. There was chicks to see. There was bands to go play with. And so right. they hunted me down after a week or so. And, and mom dragged me and said, you get in there. You get your phone yet. <laughs> and um, I went back in there. They put me in this little room. You know, they lock you in there. So I'm looking for stuff you know, like you do in the doctor's office, I'm looking for stuff to steal, but he didn't have like cotton balls and ear swabs and, and crap. So, you know, I'm looking at these x-rays up on this wall and I'm like, oh, that poor son of a bitch. And <laughs> then he walks in and he goes, hey, does that look familiar? And I'm like, no, he goes, well, there's your x-rays and your neck is out of alignment, blah, blah, blah. If you have that, you can have neck pain, headaches, migraines, stomach problems, seizures, ear wax, toenail fungus, and you know, he's going on everything. And I'm like, he said seizures. And when I put in my paperwork and I'm writing my my paperwork because I was, you know, I knew everything at 22. Right. Uh, name, rank, and serial number. I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. Get me out of here. I don't want to be bothered by you. And I said, oh, mom, you know, I'm thinking, oh, mom dropped the dime on me and told her, told him everything about me. And I'm all, yeah, yeah, yeah. About, about the about the seizures and yeah, uh, yeah. Because how else yeah. would he know? He wasn't a real yeah. doctor, right? No, um, right. <laughs> I, I went back. I went back over there and um. And I wanted to see what it was like to get cracked, because I had some friends that done. They said it was pretty cool, dude. They crack you, and he's like, it feels weird. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I'm on to that. So I'm there. Um, and he goes to adjust me, and and I said, well, you have seizures on there. So, so I'm sure my mom talked to you. They go, who's your mom? And, like, Janishek's not a rare name, but there was two different doctors. Right. Hi, Pamela. The beautiful Pamela Aubrey is, is on looking at us. And I know. So we, we don't, were going don't, on. Don't get nervous. I, I know. I know. How do I look now? Now I didn't even think about it. I didn't dress up for Joe, but, you know, Pamela's on. You know, everything's going well. Right. Uh, so I got cracked and um, and I got up and I felt like awesome. Like the the colors got brighter. And the, and I always explain it's like, you know, when you're walking down the street. Oh, gosh. There's Frank's in the house. Um, yeah, we're in trouble now. We've got two Ingrams. They're like bookends over there going on. <laughs> But I, I, I got it. I explain it like, you know, when your ears are plugged and you don't know it, then all of a sudden, like your ears pop and you're like, whoa, everything's a little yeah. bit. That's that's like like my whole life was went like that. It was like the lights were brighter, everything. And I'm like, what the heck was that? And I'm all, you know, Southern California. So I'm like, dude, that was like so cool. Like, <laughs> I want to do that like totally again. That was gnarly. <laughs> and, um, and then he starts explaining. And I remember where I was standing because he said, well, you said you had epilepsy. And I said, yeah. I said, how's that work? He says, well, your spine is here and this is your, 
you're, he said, what runs your body? I said, well, the brain. And how does it run? I'm, I don't know. It's just like it does stuff. And and he said that my bone was off, and that's how it was causing my epilepsy. And I'm like, well, you're a nice guy, but like I go to a my real doctor. And I've had one medical doctor my whole life. He delivered me, and he retired like five years ago. Wow. So there's a lot of trust in this doctor. And this yeah. was back even way back in the day that uh, him and his brother-in-law started practice. They did house calls. So that's how I felt. Yeah. So this the high, he, he was a real doctor. He had a stethoscope, a Mercedes, and a white coat. Right. Everything that you needed to be a real doctor. Yep. And, and being a real doctor at the time, he was not a big fan of chiropractors. And I said, well... If this is true, and what he what the the quack was saying was that it kind of made sense to a layperson, but there had it had to be more complicated than that, and um, and it was, and I'm like, mm, he said, what did they say caused your uh, your seizures? And I said, oh, they did the test, they didn't find anything, but they said there's a chemical imbalance, and. Um, he said, so they give me medication. And he said, so you're saying that your dilantin deficient is what caused that. And I remember my face changing because it was sort of going to just, because <laughs> right. you could, I could feel my paradigm shifting because it was a question that led to, I'm like, well, yeah, that doesn't make sense. It just like, but there has to be something wrong. So I went home that night and I, I read Grey's Anatomy. Not the TV show, but the big, thick, ugly book that that smells like the 1950s. And I couldn't read it. And in your spine, the things that poke out the back are called spinous process. Yeah. And then off the side, it goes kind of goes like this. There's two other and they're called transverse process. So I didn't have time to read the whole book. So I just opened to the middle to the spine and I'm reading because by this time, I mean, after all, I'm a, a, a rockabilly janitor, so in an ex baseball player, so I'm sure I had the knowledge to take care of all this higher education. So I'm, I'm reading through this thing, and it talks about the spinous process, and I'm like, what the? And I'm looking back and trying. I'm going, what is? And I'm thinking process as a verb, not a noun, because I had no clue. And I'm like, well, screw this. And so I just start looking at the pictures and following the nerves. I'm like, yep, that nerve goes to the brain. Well, maybe this chiropractor has something going on. So I went back to get cracked again because now by this time I'm a crack addict. <laughs> and, uh, and I go over and and I and I just start asking him questions, not to in, not not to get my wisdom, but to prove this guy wrong because, like, like I said, I'm 22 years old janitor. I'm yeah, I know how life is. Right. And, um, and and he kept having answers and he's going he's going, well it's because of this and, and i'm like whoa and by this time you know i said i was a, still a jock so i knew a lot about a lot you know back then on on nutrition and i'm going yeah because if you feed the body stuff and it grows and it has an effect and i go yeah i guess these nerve things are important and you start putting those things together and i kept having questions and he kept giving me answers. And then I started listening to him. And I started listening to the philosophy, which is totally different. In, in medicine, and we're taught 
if you have a pain, a boo-boo, anything else, uh, yeah, Joe, it's a, a <laughs> th this is an English class. Right. So, uh, so as we go through, through all, all this stuff, I, in medicine, they just give you a pill to take care of a symptom. And then they say, well, how do you feel? And you say, I feel great. So, oh, okay. Then go about your business. Yep. Not thinking in the first place that maybe medicine's not good. And maybe that just because your symptoms are gone doesn't mean that there's the underlying stuff. And so this guy's explaining all that stuff. I'm going, well, yeah, that makes sense because just because you have something wrong, it was like, he gave me the analogy of if you have, again, we're in Southern California. So he said, if you have a hole in your roof, it only bothers you when it rains. And when it stops raining is the hole still there and the holes there doesn't like wood rot get in. And then eventually that, that hole get worse and worse. I'm going, yeah, he said, your body's the same way. And I, I remember I'm like mention birds, birds, you, you get wood rot, you get rats in there yeah. You, yeah. and then you get all this collateral stuff. And, and I'm like, Whoa, dude. And so I started looking at alternative stuff. And so, um, I kept questioning and learning. I'm, I'm like, how come nobody knows this? And I spent like a year getting adjusted and doing like and this, this is at 22, 23 years old. Yeah. Yeah. At the peak of my wisdom. And um, the, the things that I was doing was as I, as I sat down and I'm learning more and more and I'm like, this is just crazy. And, and the, the whole paradigm shift and I'm like, this is this is pretty good. So after a year, I'm not having seizures anymore. And it's not and that wasn't like I said, it's not that big a deal because like I would go years without seizures. Then I would have six the next year for no apparent reason. Then I would have three. But it averaged three to four. So I'm like, whoa. And I've learned by this time that maybe medications aren't that great, that they do have side effects because the medical doctors like to say, well, Ken, you have blue hair today and. I don't think it's anything, but just to be safe, take this pill. Take the red pill, just in case. Um, <laughs> but, but take this pill just because in their mind, in their education is, well, to be safe, take this drug because drugs cure things, cure. Right. And, and so I'm, but they come with side effects and especially like the anti-seizures because these were made in the 50s and 60s. And they actually, if you look at them, they cause Dane Bramage. And, <laughs> and, and they'll, they'll come up with everything else. And it's the side effects that are causing a lot of these other things. And um, so I got off the medication. So the seizures, like I said, it, it was maybe uh, uh, an icebreaker. So why were you flopping around at the point? Well, I have epilepsy. And, um, but so, was, but, but so at, at four years old, you started having these seizures and grand mal seizures, and they put you on, on medication for that um, to control it probably, mm -hmm. um, which didn't work all the time. You still had them. Um, and at 22, 23 years old, you go see a chiropractor 
Um, and you obviously knew way more than he did. And, 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 but just do that. He started doing adjustments, cracking. You became a crack addict. I did. Um, and, and you, you start seeing that like, I'm not having seizures anymore and I'm not sure about the medicine I'm taking. So you're starting to have a, 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 a paradigm shift. Yeah. And it, it and as we kept going and then, and again, remember that I would wake up, pee, take my meds yeah. for, you know, almost 20 years. Yeah. So I thought, well, maybe I should get off these things. So I was taking 600 milligrams a day. So six pills in the morning. Jeez. So I went six, six, five, six. I mean, this, this was slow. This was my, this was Linus's blankie getting pulled away from him by Lucy and, and Charlie Brown. Wow. So they were pulling it. So after a year, and it took me about a year, I was off medication. And that's what changed my life. Because by this time, I'm like, whoa, I have to be a chiropractor because this, uh, no, why does nobody know this secret? And I'm going to change the world with this knowledge. And I was going to be the Paul Revere, you know, say, you know, one of my by seed, you know, don't take medicine, listen to me. And yeah. as, as I'm going, going through that, I'm like, this is just great. But my brain changed. Right. So I was a jock. And, and I always thought that I was, because I was a jock, that's why I was lucky to be a C student. And if you took PE classes, that would just bump my, my grade point average up. And I used to have a little stammer. Just periodically, it was hard for to get words out. When the medications left my brain and got out of my body, um, like I was absorbing crap. And like, wow. I was learning and, I, and I'm like, and I didn't think anything of it because, like, I'm, I figured, oh, I, just, I must be more mature now. And that's why I can learn because I would, I'm sitting in these higher level classes and, and I'm like absorbing this stuff. And I got on the dean's list. And I, and I kid you not, I got the paper that says that I'm on the dean's list. So this is the second time that I'd gone to college because the first time I went to college was like, I started with baseball, then I signed, then I, <laughs> who needed college at that time. So now I, I'm going back in school with a purpose. And when I went back in, I was on academic probation because those were the party years. And, um, and I'm like, I had night classes. I'm going, what is this? <laughs> so when I got the letter that I was on the Dean's list, I, I seriously did not know what that was. And I thought I'm getting suspended again because I have a habit of, of being relieved from school from time to time. <laughs> For it was it was always the same. It was always the same reason. It was the administration's lack of sense of humor um, that always got me in trouble. But I'm like, oh my god, I've been working so hard. My grades are up. Why? Why do I have to go that? And I called a friend. They said, no, that's like the honor roll. And I'm like, okay, now that's a bigger shock to me because I never thought I would be over there. And I'm waiting. I'm going. Well, when does somebody come and give me wedgies? Because I, you know, I need a swirly and, a, and apparently a wedgie to, to to make this official. But I kept learning and learning and learning, and I'm, um, and it just kind of absorbed. And um, yeah, it was very relieving. Uh, but as I as I'm going through this, and I'm learning more and more, and 
you know, the more you learn, the more questions you have, the bigger the rabbit hole you climb down in. And I, you know, I finally got into chiropractic school and I was, dude, you want to talk about intimidating? So this, <laughs> this well, this, this was postgraduate school. And it was funny that the, I went to Los Angeles College of Chiropractic. And I've seen the brochures and, I, and I, I put in my application and then I finally get an interview to see if I can go get in there. And um, and I put on the suit and my white shoes and my uh, my white belt and I, I was looking good. And, and I go in there and I drive up to the place and I'm really nervous. Then I get up in front of this building and I'm like, oh, my God, this is Lowell High School. So the, the the chiropractic college had bought one of the the high schools in the area, and then they they converted it, and it was a red brick building, so it looked like a boys' home, which I was not, you know, I was not strange to at that time. But that high school was the first place that I had a beer when I was a freshman in high school because we were playing that team at the time. Wow! And so like I'm like, you know, God has a plan. He wanted me to have my first beer here, so I felt at home. And I went in, and once I found out it was a high school, I'm like, oh. But I went inside, and the school was just a really good school. I was really happy with the school. Um, but I got in there, and and I it was like, okay, we, we accept you. I'm like, yes. And then I got scared because there was people from all over the world that would come to the school. Um Harvard graduate, Oxford graduates, people from real colleges. And I was I was a product of just about every junior college that I could get into and and maneuver my way through because I worked yeah. my way through school. You know, it was the Pete Rose um, mentality. It was like, yeah. I don't know how I'm going to do this, but I'm going to do this. And in right. street smarts and, you know, you sit next to the the, the smart person that would help you get through class. Like Pamela Aubrey. Yeah, like Pamela Aubrey. Look over and... I said, write your yeah. hands bigger. I can't read from the... <laughs> I know. And, um, and, and we got through, but I, I did not open my mouth for like a week because, you know, they, they say that, you know, if you're quiet and people assume you're stupid rather than open your yeah. mouth through it. Yeah. I was really intimidated and until... <laughs> Until we were sitting around our cadaver, and we we had a group around a cadaver, and somebody farted, and uh, and somebody else made a joke, and my brain went, "Oh my god, these are just guys and people," and and from that moment on, you know, they were just people, and I learned that a lot of the intimidation went away. After yeah. It's funny what a fart can do for you, Ken. Uh, it's amazing. <laughs> I do. I try to do it on airplanes as often as possible. But it's it's it, people were just people, and the education and a lot of times this intimidation thing that yeah. that we have a different perception, and from the inside the bottle it, it looks totally different. And I was not the valedictorian of, of the chiropractic college, but we did pretty good. And it was interesting towards the end that when I was tutoring some of these people that I was looking like 
I could never be like them. And it took me back to my baseball days. Every time I was on a new team, I'm like, how am I going to get on this team? These guys yeah. are so good. Nose to the grindstone, first in, last out, and learning, and you succeed. Wow. So you, you went, and how old were you when you graduated from chiropractic school? I think by this time I was probably 32. Okay. 30, somewhere around there. Is Now, did you did you come out and work for another practice, or did you start your own immediately, or how well, did it work? The, the chiropractic profession is really weird because we don't have hospitals to go into. So you either work for a successful doc, yeah. and you can start your own, which – you know, it's always a good idea to, to start a business with no knowledge of doing business, right. no capital and yeah. no connections. It's always the best way to go. Second best way to go <laughs> is, uh, is a mentorship. And so the very the doctor that I went into that that first um, that that first adjustment that I got, I didn't know this, but he was a big deal. He was on the board of the school and he had all this stuff um, going going on and he was the mentorship. And I marketed to him for all the time in school. And then when I went back in, uh, he had no choice but to hire me because I knew where he lived and I was not that <laughs> right. I was not ashamed of going in and uh, doing terrible things to the house. But right. um, to this day, I still talk to him. He was mentorship. And this is how I got into mentorship, coaching, uh, personal development, and everything else because of what he showed me. Yep. And, um, and the deal was that I worked my butt off in his office to, uh, to grow and maintain his practice. He would have weekly meetings with uh, me and the other associate who I met in school and brought on and we practiced together and he later became my partner. And that was the plan. And so he would go through, this is how you bill insurance. This is how are you hire staff? This is, here's the, um, here's how you do some marketing. Here's how you fire people. Uh, here's how you negotiate leases. And, and he had a year's curriculum. And the deal was that I worked my butt off. He gave us a small salary so that we didn't have to worry about having a, uh, a roof over our head or food in our mouth. Uh, we would have a bonus based on what we, we produced. And, um, and he would teach us everything. And we had to stay a minimum of two years because it was for a couple of reasons. One is that we were very stupid when the first year and we'd make a lot of mistakes. And so he would only really profit from us the second year. The right. other thing is, is that we would go through that curriculum twice. And the more that we learned, the more that responsibility he gave us. And we'd sit with the insurance people and would sit with the front desk. And then we didn't have Joe Ingram at the time to tell us, you know, how to uh, answer phones. Right. And the like. Um, so we sat there and the more we learned and we did marketing and we were, you know, we grew his practice. It was yeah we we probably doubled his practice between the two of us because we were just on fire. We wanted to show the power of natural healing and chiropractic to the world, and um, I so you know I I think that 
you know, I've learned a lot from you and I, 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 you know, I've told you that, um, I've had some back issues since my early twenties and, and it's always been a chiropractor that, that fixed me. Um, so, and, and you've helped me with, with some other things and it's like, I don't think that people, because of big pharma and other things, I, I, I think that people don't really understand, um, the value of chiropractic care. And, and, and it's not just about going and getting your back cracked. It's way deeper than that. And, and I think that, that, you know, educating people on what chiropractic care is, is, is huge. I think it's, it's incredibly important. Yeah. And that's our fault. That that's the chiropractic profession's fault because when I got into school, so I, I, I show up and every, why are you here? And all this stuff, you know, oh. I had epilepsy and the guy next to me, uh, he was in a coma and this person had cancer and this person had very rarely was it the, uh, the person said, well, I had a bad back and, and my back pain went away. Yeah. It wasn't really until 1965 that the whole back pain, neck pain model came in because that's when we had to start. We, we got qualified for to bill insurance. So with with insurance, we now take chiropractic, which is a separate uh, healthcare system because it's not just about the adjustments. You know, we have nutrition, we have uh, mindset, we have exercise, we have all this stuff but we have a whole different way of analyzing in a different it's based on a different philosophy. But when we started going, Hey, we're going to get paid by insurance. Well, now we had to start doing diagnosis and with diagnosis, you have to have, uh, you know, examination criteria for diagnosis right. and a treatment plan that's approved because you can't just say, well, you know, take the blue suppository and the red crystal and, and, you know, let me tug on your ear. And that's a treatment because, right. you know, they're scientific. Um, so it became the low hanging fruit because 80% of the, the population is going to have back pain. So you hang up a shingle saying back pain, neck pain, headache, car accident therapy. And people are already used to, you know, getting, you know, I hurt, I go in and I get this done and then I get better. So it, it, it was pretty easy, but the passion, the thing that gets you up in the morning is the, you know, the colicky baby, the, uh, you know, the burning heartburn, the, the insomnia, uh, the, the whole body eczema that is keeping people off the seizure disorder that, that yeah. you know, some crazy kid has who's a janitor. Um, those things change lives. And, you know, when I first, got into personal development. It started out like with uh, uh, Franklin. When I when I learned about goals and you can plan your life, I'm like, oh, that's just crazy. And then the guy got into Tony Robbins. And then, you know, after meeting Bob Donnell and getting introduced to the world and these, these things, is most people don't think beyond today. And they don't really, because, you know, if you ask anybody, say, yeah, I should eat better and I should exercise. And I know that, but I don't because I have to insert whatever you want to do. Right, right. 
and and you can't and I you know I used to scream louder. I just figured if I screamed louder and if I got more education, that would make you better because then I would give you the the correct answer and then you would get fixed. And it's so it's so much deeper than than that. Yeah. But when people go to the chiropractor, it's hard. It, it it's hard to get up and then somebody that sometimes just in, when I'm talking, I'm taking a history and I and I'm just like, oh shit, where do I start? <laughs> right. Well, well, do I start with what they think they need, and then I, I add on later? But is that bait and switch? Or do I shoot them through the eyes with saying, dude, you're obviously gluten intolerant, you're insulin resistant, your foot is off like that, you're sitting at your desk all day for 14 hours, you don't move your spine, you're obese, your wife hates you and your kids are ugly. And um, <laughs> and you go through, you said like, where do you- How, how, did, how did Joe take that? <laughs> you know what? He hasn't talked to me in a, quite a while, but- um, <laughs> I got some pretty inflammatory memes. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh my god. But so, but yeah, getting through it, it's 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 difficult. And if you don't, you know, we were talking about meditating and kind of clearing your mind. If you yeah. don't know your purpose every single day, and it was, <laughs> oh, Mr. Ingram. Um, but if, if you don't do that, you'll succumb to the lowest common denominator, which is like. It's it's so easy for me to say, well, come here, let me rub your back. I'm going to crack it for you, and then you'll feel better. And you have six, yeah. you know, insurance visits. And we can take this, and let me do that. And I think I would put a 45 right in my pie hole and just take it because that's not living a life of purpose. Right, right. It's cowardly, right. in in my opinion. <clears throat> so so. Along the way, though, I mean, you you went how long? How how many years is chiropractic school? Three, oh, four, three weeks. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what Joe said. That's what right. Joe said. Yeah, it's it's a year long program, and it's after you get okay. to your post grad, it's about a year and a half or three and a half years. Okay, and we okay. get roughly four week, five weeks off a year. We'll go like twelve or fourteen weeks. And we, yeah. we used to call it the ship because nobody would see it. We would show up at seven o'clock in the morning and leave about six. And then there's homework. And wow. it, it's the equivalent of about, I think, 42 units in college. Wow. Yeah, it's it's uh, pretty much a ball buster. HIPAA violation reading. <laughs> Three weeks for the super education. So, so uh, hey, Glenn, Bill, how you doing, bro? So, so as you were, uh, and you worked your way through that. You paid for all this. You worked your way through it, right? Or yeah. did your mom and dad? Do you have wealthy parents that that gave you everything? And and my parents were okay, but they're they're like, dude, really? So I, I think they did help me. I think pay off some debt and it was probably, you know, staggering debt at that time, maybe like yeah. $3,500 or something yeah. because I had my, I had bought a condo when I was the successful janitor and, um, <laughs> and, and when I decided to go back to school, I moved back in with them. So they helped me out with that the first year until I yeah. couldn't stand it any, anymore. Yeah. I back in and said, they all eat your peas. Oh, those, yeah. those aren't peas. Those are legumes. 
Um, but no, I worked my my way through, and and actually after the first year, I I went back. I was a process server at the time, so I was serving court documents at the time because you can't clean toilets wow. and concentrate. Yeah. But I did go knock on people's doors and give them summons at four thirty in the morning before school. Jeez. So when people call me an asshole and a jerk, I'm like, I've been there, done that. It doesn't phase me yeah. anymore. Yeah. It's wow. Set me up for being a chiropractor. Yeah. Ernest says, don't chiropractors get as much education as an MD? Yeah. Yeah. The, the, we actually get more basic science. And when I say basic science, it, talking about anatomy, physiology, yeah. uh, neurology. So the thing people don't really understand because they think, well, you're boned and muscle doctor because you're going to rub me and crack me and do all this stuff. It's, right. We're actually trained closer to neurologists than anything else because everything is, is predicated off the nervous system. If the brain's not working, the nerve's not working, that's how um, there's nah -nah, white light. Nah -nah was there when, when that was white night cleaning. That was my company. <laughs> and and that that dude would scrub toilets with the best of them when I needed help. Wow. That's give, awesome. him, give him some sub substances and some um, some libation, and that guy would go all night and clean and clean and clean. He was good in the 80s. <laughs> so what are so when so did you um when you were when you were going through all I mean you so you started your you you worked with this this successful um, chiropractic guy for how long? Couple years, you said, or yeah, I it was a minimum two years. I stayed three because okay. I'm a, a little slow. And okay. um, and, and then you you start. Did you go start your own own deal? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's when I'm with the practice that I'm in now. Wow, um, we went from there, and I opened up in Yorba Linda just. I'm a I'm a quarter mile away from the Nixon Library. Okay. And Yorba Linda is a beautiful little it's the 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 land of gracious living. And it's tucked tucked away on the edge of Orange County. And uh, yeah, so I've been there kind of working on 25 years, something like that. Wow. So so um what are some of the challenges you faced? I mean, I I would imagine Oh no, it's a bit it's all been easy. Oh, it's been easy. That's good. That's good. So it's people, uh, people were lined up day one, ready oh, to get yeah. it, so you know what was funny? So I was with the successful doctor, and part of the, the thing is is that you know he was a big wig in the profession. So yeah. he had all the cutting edge marketing. This is how you do, and and he was kind of anal, he was a numbers guy which was awesome because he would run everything. He said, okay, this is what we do. And he was the first guy that was talking about, okay, when we're running ads, we've got to use this copy. We've got to do this. We've got to have every everything else going. going. And so he had down to a science. And he had all these other people that had gone through his program from all over the country. He says, this is how you do it. So back then he said, here's the penny saver ad that you run. Uh, the first week, then the grand opening. This is what you give away. This is what your office is going to look like. I didn't have to think. And I implemented everything, and the stuff did not work. And I'm all right. like, dude, what? 
I'm I'm starving over here. So you said this would work. And like any good mentor, he goes, hmm, I don't know. <laughs> you don't know. I spent three years with you because you're supposed to. He goes, I don't know. what." So your Belinda was a different area. Yeah. And, um, and when the. We're tucked up in the corner. It's a very niche thing. And and there's a canyon behind us that goes to uh, Chino Hills, which is San Bernardino County. If you go to the east of us, it's, it's the IE, that's Riverside County. And if you're from the OC, you don't mix with people from the IE. It's just not done. I mean, <laughs> have some couth, for gosh sake. Right. Then there's the freeway, and then there's another city across the street. There's Anaheim Hills, where a lot of the, the angels and the professional ba um, basketball, hockey play players live over there. So marketing was totally different. And you get up on this hill, and it was all about relationship marketing. And I'm like, whoa. So I started shaking hands and kissing babies. And uh, I'm going, well, if there's one thing that I know from all my, my human um, interaction, yeah, that's it. The 909. 909 is the IE and the 714 is the uh, Orange County. And uh, nice. so Fr Frank's making it easy for us. But um, – as, as we're sitting here and I'm like, well, because I was a process server and a janitor, I obviously had people skills. And so I went out and we just started networking and shaking hands. And the best thing that I did was when I joined the chamber, I was new in business. So no one would really talk to me, but I needed a printer and I needed a plumber and I needed a phone guy and I needed a, sign guy so i had money and money talks hey christopher in the house and so they got to know me and there was another chiropractor who had been there for eons before me so we would go to networking and he would get like wait, wait, wait hold on you just confused me you 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 were new in business nothing was working but you had money well I had the savings that I I had the money that you have to spend uh, for a business. You know, whether it. you have money or not, you you have credit cards and you yeah. have. But I needed telephones, yeah, and, and the like. So, just over time, that um, as I got to know people and I learned how to network and I learned, and it went back to like, I would do stuff for free. I'd clean yeah. your car if you want to just kind of work, but. It actually got to that I really gave a crap on whether people were because I was on the mission about the philosophy because I knew medicine did not work. Right. I mean, let me put that medicine saves lives every day. And don't go to the chiropractor if you're in a train accident, if you're bleeding out, if you have a heart attack, uh, any, any, anything like that. they save lives. There's a place for that, but they have no place in health care because that's sick care. That's heroic care. That's saving life. It's like if you're you have the doctors on the sideline at a football game and it's like if you're getting a concussion and, and you're moving around, you can't move. Chiropractor, not not your first move, but right. most of the things today will um, the diseases and the problems that we have today are lifestyle driven. Eighty percent of the people are dying because of not moving. 
spinal decay, insulin resistance, heart disease, can't, these are all lifestyle stuff. This yeah. is exactly where the chiropractor sh should be. And, wow. and not only chiropractor, naturopath, acupuncturist, all the hippies. Yeah. All the hippie quacks, that's where you should be at. But I, I think that, that, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't, I, I know some, some other chiropractors besides you. Um, yeah. I, I wouldn't classify them as hippies. You know, I, I know some, some chiropractors that are far from that actually extremely far from being hippies. Well, I, I say that in jest because that's what I, what I, what I do because it's classified as alternative medicine. Is it really? Yeah, it still is. I mean, because wow. actually, you know, because the only thing that legally can cure people is drugs and surgery under the legal gut. That's why whenever you see CBD, uh, this new vitamin that support and it's everything support. Yeah. Look at it. Let's there you go. You, you are one drop of CBD away from a tight eye shirt. Let's plug, let's plug Justin, man. So yeah. Anyway, I, I think I, I, so I really think that, and I'm just going to throw this into the mix real fast. Um, I think that, big dollars <laughs> and mm. big, I mean, big dollars. Did you know that last year pharmaceutical companies did approximately $970 billion? That's just shy of a trillion dollars in business. Yeah. In one year. Did you know that... The United States has 5% of the world's population and takes 80% of its medicine. Yes. Did you know that 80% of the drugs prescribed are just defined as lifestyle drugs, which means that you take them every day like you would a vitamin? And this is why you take thyroid medicine and high blood pressure and cholesterol and stuff and all the stuff that's going to kill you. It's... Um, yeah, I do. They... they, they uh, uh, Years ago, some some whack job decided to tell me that I had high blood pressure and I needed to take a statin. Statin? Was it statin? Was yeah, it it was a doctor. Um, and and I so I, I started taking this and I, I literally, I made it not even four or five days, started having leg cramps, like my legs were locking up, cramping. Uh, and I was like, and then I read that that's one of the side effects. I'm like, okay, you know what? I'll die of high high blood pressure then. I, I, so anyway, and and started exercising instead and lowered it. So well, uh, it, it's interesting when when you look at what you look at those things. I said, like I, I talk about the hippie stuff because when when alternative medicine comes out, it has to be pretty basic and, and like there's no better wellness scientists than a well-trained chiropractor, naturopath, functional medicine doc that'll sit when you can, you can look down at most medicines and if you can find out what their mechanism is and you know, the metabolic pathways, the neurological pathways, 
you can predict the outcome. They don't have side effects. They just have, this is what they do. And these are the ones we want. And these are the ones we're going to market like lower cholesterol. But this is also like increased death rate, muscle cramping, increased heart attacks. And like, once you know that stuff, and this is what the stuff that keeps me running down rabbit holes is like, I always look at stuff. I'm going, really? How's that work? And I have to do that because like as a chiropractor, yeah, I I'm kind of in the middle because I get every, um, you know, well, this is medically done. You have to do it this way. I'm like, okay, I have to evaluate that. But on the other hand, there's cutting edge stuff that doesn't make it through the medical stuff. And, but you have to, you have to be able to separate the wheat from the shaft because like just in CBD. So I cannot tell you how many CBD people have, have come to my office with coming here. And I've, I've had um, subsidiaries from pharmaceutical companies bring me hemp products and I've had hippies in their backyard and I've had the MLM people and I've and everybody has this thing. And I didn't know enough about it when it first came out, but I have right. to differentiate this stuff. Like Justin, I mean, we've both taken that stuff and, it's, and I'm like, wow. Yeah, dude, it's it's on a different level. I, I mean, it's, it's yeah. You should put a link down in in, in your thingy, Bobby, here. So everybody well, can- maybe somebody, and this is for um, Justin Benton has a um, CBD company and he does, he and, and I don't understand all of it, but he does it a whole lot different than than other CBD companies. And I think you could probably explain it better than I could, but but it's 101cbd.org. If somebody would type that in the comments, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Um, and 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 it and actually Justin <coughs> created a coupon that I can give out. I, I don't make anything off this, it's just it's helpful. Um, it's no, it's 101cbd.org. Maybe 101hemp.com works too. I don't know. It's .org, 101cbd.org. But you can use a, a coupon that Justin created. I'm looking for it. Um, it is Ken25, K-E-N-25, and you get 25% off your order. It's the best. I mean, I, I'm new to the whole CBD scene. And, and I've tried several others and they're, they've been good. I mean, there, there's, you know, I think any bit of CBD that you can get into your system is going to help with inflammation and all of that. And this I'm, by the way, I'm regurgitating what Dr. Bill has said <laughs> to me directly. So, but this is a whole different way. The, the Justin stuff is completely different. He uses the whole plant. And it's a cold press, and Bill, maybe you can explain that. I, I yeah, it, it was it's the the cold press, and because you know, and I'm still learning more about the uh, the whole endocannabinoid system, anyways. But it when he came by, he said he he makes a cold press, and I've known for a long time when you heat something up, you destroy enzymes and the way things work. And he came across that. He goes, yeah, that doesn't make sense. So he started the the cold press process where he's using the whole plant. Yeah. But I also know from nutrition and, you know, the deep studies in functional medicine and the, the things that we're doing is that when you're using 
plant nutrition that is um, it's synergistic because there's probably about 5,000 phytochemicals in a food, like a vegetable or, or something, or broccoli, like Joe Ingram always takes is the broccoli. But uh, if you start picking those things out, and this is what medicine does, they say, oh, well, this looks like an active ingredient. Let's just use that, not really realizing that everything else that they just threw away is yeah. makes that thing. So when Justin did his CBD and he did the cold press and he's using everything. And if you look at CBDs, you have like a, a broad spectrum and then you have a full spectrum. Full spectrum actually has the THC components in it. But before some of you get too happy or some of you get too scared that it's only um, psychoactive when it's heated. Right. So if he, if he, and he keeps the cold press, I think it's 105 degrees. So nothing is, is changed during that stuff. And then your body gets, gets that, all those nutrients and it gets the benefits from it. And yeah. um, his story is really cool because he had, you know, his, his son. His yeah. son was autistic. And if you, and this like is pretty, hard. pretty bad too. Not just yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. And as, as he's going through and he, he tried the regular medical route and that didn't work. And then he tried the CBD and he said, eh, you know, maybe it was more pie in the sky than anything. Else. And that's when he started looking because why are they heating this? And then he made his own tincture help with his kid. So that's not science. That is, that's an N of one, but you get to go off and say, huh, there's something here, but he did the tincture and he kept that on with his son. And with three years later, son's not even on the spectrum. And with the, the autism tsunami that's going on right now because of foods and vaccines and stress and social distancing and all this other stuff that's messing with the brain that this is going to be one of the products that's going to be it's going to be needed well because you can't medicate people away from this stuff but the cbd just sends you back to homeostasis which just means where your body's supposed to be so i'm so excited is it is it going to is it going to put you out of a job? No. <laughs> no. Actually, we're going to hold hands and we're going to sing kumbaya into the into the rainbows with the and riding unicorns. Well, well and I, I don't want to – here's the thing, man. I like and I know you're joking, but I don't want to I don't want to um I, I don't want to scare people who maybe are against holding hands and singing kumbaya. So, you know, chiropractic care and, and, and CBD, I mean, and, and all the stuff that you're talking about, dude, are, I mean, I know you joke a lot, but that I know you, like people that don't know you may not realize that you're joking. Like this is legit real stuff and it works. Yeah. And that's, that's what I, I, look, I look at this across. question. Yeah. What? Look at the question on the screen. Would it help Parkinson's? Yes. 1,000%. Yes. I've heard that it does. Yeah. So, so in, with we have Parkinson's and we have Alzheimer's. Alzheimer's and neurodegenerative disease are the most expensive diseases that we have because people don't die. 
when people get cancer or heart disease, they have it for a little while, they have a, a lot of treatment plan, and then they die. Yeah. With neurodegenerative diseases, is people hang on for a long time and they survive for a long. They don't live, but they survive a long time. They they exchange air with CO two. So, but they're not living, and they and it's the worst thing that I can think of. But the neurodegenerative stuff, Alzheimer's is one of the thing, and Parkinson's and, and some other thing, those are due to neurotrauma. And we don't think about that. That's if you've seen the movie Concussion, uh, was Will Smith, and I forget the the uh, African doctor's name that found that. We're finding these micro um, damages that are at a cellular level. Hold uh, hold on, Justin. I that's Justin, and he's not registered with StreamYard. His face. I sent him a text and said, "Jump on my personal stream so your name shows up." Justin's on here right now, and he's um, he's he's talking, but nobody knows who Facebook user is. So jump on my personal stream. We're we're talking about you, bro. Yeah, we're so, talking. And some of it's good, Justin. There it is. <laughs> oh, there you go. Some of it's good. <laughs> Uh, but, but that that's just the, the same thing. When we're looking at this stuff, there's so much technology that that goes through that we're missing because we're waiting for the magic pill. Yeah. The magic pill is so the most beneficial thing that you can do for your, your brain over your lifetime is exercise. Yeah. And and move and run and sweat and say, when's this gonna stop? And get on borderline crying and vomiting. But again, this goes into the personal development portion of it is that people have to, you have to run face forward into the things that you don't want to do because they're good for you. And it's, it's crazy. Um, I don't know about mercury poison. Maybe Justin can go get on, on that because I don't know the detoxing effects. But I do know that homeostasis, your body is intelligent. It's self-regulating and it's it grows itself. Is there a pill for exercise? <laughs> yeah, they are. You know, it's what's weird, and you and I were talking about this just on a phone call um, about you know exercise. Nobody, I think it's rare, especially if you are used to um, being a what's what's the word uh non-movement type person sedentary. Sedentary. yeah sedentary and and so like it's weird is moving the body actually makes you want to move the body more it creates energy and yes. it seems it seems it seems diametrically opposite of of what it it would be but it does it literally makes you want to to move more. Yeah, it, it does because it's it, people think that when you're you're exercising, you're expending energy and you're actually creating. So if, if you sit all day, if 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 I'm Ken Walls and I'm and I'm doing 15 live streams a day, then I'm doing my coaching and I'm on Grow Live Academy with Ken Walls <laughs> below. Um, but if you're sitting all day, at the end of the day, you're exhausted. But if you're out, if you're a mailman or uh, 
Amazon driver or something like that. And you're moving around, you're going back and forth. And they're like, by the end of the day, it's that guy that goes home and, and plays a pickup game with his, um, his kids. He has the energy. He's going the <laughs> Joe, Joe, there's a dictionary online. Just click into the open another tab. Yeah. Right. But as you're going around, it's that activity. Whenever a joint moves and a muscle contracts or relax and ligament moves, fascia moves like that, the disc move, the brain pulls that stuff up and it actually takes that information and explodes it into four different neurons. It creates right. ADP in the brain. Right. But it, it goes back to the laws of thermodynamics. Bodies at rest tend to stay at rest. Bodies in motion tend to stay in motion. Yeah. And so when we talk about exercise and sedentary behaviors is you sit there and you're creating the chemicals in your brain to make you lazy. Yep. And until you, you switch that over to your mind, what, what do you associate exercise to? It was like, Oh, it hurts. And I'm going to get sweaty and I've got to go outside. I've got to change into my light grub outfit. And I, <laughs> you know, I've got to do this and like that. And you, in NLP, we call that chunking up. You're making it more difficult than that. Yeah. I work out because it's noon and it's, it's and I associate greatness, happiness, everything else that, that goes through that. And I associate the pain of working out with yeah. like, I'm getting better. So everything I want to do in my life has to go through this. So I expect it's like a cutter. You know, there's people that, that cut. So why do you cut yourself? Makes me feel good. Well, when you cut yourself, your body creates uh, uh, chemicals in there that will create cortisol. And cortisol will break down into cortisone, which is an anti-inflammatory, powerful anti. So it actually does make you feel better. So you have to go through the pain to get to this subconscious. So... Exercise is the same thing. It's like if I'm like, I can't breathe, I can't breathe. You know, I could really stop anytime I want to because anybody can. Yeah. Push through that. And it's also a metaphor for your life. So what are you going to do? It's like, oh, I don't want to do my taxes. Oh, they suck. I got to put all the numbers in this column. I got to take Ken's stuff and trace his name and put my name on it. I, <laughs> you create all this, this stuff that, that, that's going on and it health leaks and so does wellness and yep. it'll 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 leak into your your relationships your your spiritual things your finances entrepreneurs are are the are probably the worst because they they throw everything into an idea and they forget about their health and their fitness and thing that that is the mechanism to create that dream. So, so, so Bill, this is an hour long program and we are now six hours into it. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding. It's like all our conversations. I know. Um, but you know, first I want to say thank you for, for coming on and, and getting up extra early to, to be here and brushing your teeth. That, that was nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, I, I and and second, like Justin missed it, he'll have to go back and watch the replay. But you know, we were giving him and you, I mean, you were giving his CBD massive props. So was I. 
Um, we put the we put his link in. I told everybody about the coupon code he created um, with my Ken twenty five and you know or whatever. I, there's there's what you can get auto ship and save thirty percent directly on his website. I mean it's crazy. He 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 does a lot of. And I think anybody can get a free sample from him. If you just hit him up, he'll send you a free sample. It, it works. I'm telling you, yeah, I I'm, I'm living, living testimony. And so are you. Yeah. And you just started using it. Yeah. I, um, and I just, like I said, I don't have a lot of aches and pains and stuff like that, but I started doing, doing it because the endocannabinoid system is really important. Yeah. And, um, and I, I, I just take the tinctures before I go to bed and I measure my sleep. And when I wake up, I'm like, wow. It take the first couple yeah. of days, I'm like, nice. And then as I come up and then you just have more energy. So, you know, the, probably the simplest thing that people can do to, for their health, their wellness, their well being is sleep. We don't sleep. And if, if we do, it's rarely that deep sleep that's restorative. Uh, Justin's stuff is is unbelievable. It, it's no hype, no anything else. It's it's a no brainer. The only thing I don't like is it tastes like weed. Yeah, <laughs> it does. It. I mean, it yeah, tastes. You don't yeah. like it, then. But sure. but you know what he as he explained um, is it it it, it really. You've got to heat it up to get the psychotropic. Is that what he called it? Psychotropic um, effects or whatever. Which you know, I'm I'm a recovered alcoholic, so I can't have that. But but it's it's really it's it's amazing stuff. And and I was I, I guarantee you, I was one of the biggest skeptics on planet Earth when it. I mean, my wife's all into the natural oils and you know the all that stuff. And I always, I always joked and said, stop with your witchcraft crap around me. <laughs> you know, but, but I mean, dude, I love, yes, Charles, that's what I have right here. The tropical bliss right there, man. Alleviate X. I got some, some uh, supposedly some other stuff coming from him too. So, um, but, but, you know, I think that, um, you know, it, it, it just works. So anyway, Bill, what you're doing is probably more important than what Justin's doing. <laughs> I mean, I Justin that. yeah, no, I, I mean, and it, it, they go hand in hand with, you know, chiropractic care is so unbelievably important. And, and, and I'm going to, I had a, um, hemp yeah hemp isn't mary jane though that's right but i so i had a a uh who does what kind of doctor does back surgery orthopedic orthopedic surgeon i had an orthopedic surgeon he i think he was um vietnamese and and he had an an accent and and i went and saw him when i had this this severe problem l4 l5 and he actually said to me and I was in my mid thirties. He, he said, you do not want to get this, this surgery. I don't want you to have this surgery. You're too young. And I said, really? 
but there's no disc left there is what I was told. He said, you go see this chiropractor. She will take care of you. And, and an orthopedic surgeon referred me to a chiropractor yeah. and, and, and it, it, it changed my life. And I told you about that table that I, you know, the separator thing or whatever it's called. And it changed my life. It took me out of the worst pain I've ever been in, in my entire life. So, you know, what you're doing, man, is, is so unbelievably important. It really, truly is. And, and the, everything that you teach and preach and you've got, you're doing a show now. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, We got, we got the, we got the show coming on and we're working on just teaching, reaching out, getting people like Justin. I got, I've got to get Justin on, on the show because you know, the, the public perception of the oils, the, um, I'm a big proponent of me and Joe, We'll do it all the time. Floating. Um, we all this stuff that looks all breathing, nose breathing, Wim Hof breathing, breath work, all this basic stuff that the people go like, oh, that's crazy. If you break it down for people, they'll go like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, that's kind of a no brainer. And yeah. that's what I want to get out to that. My podcast is as um, Conquering Stress podcast where we bring on because everything really comes down to to uh, stress. Stress is physical, chemical, and emotional. We'll break down different components of, of how, how to overcome stress. Yeah. And it's not just, you know, it's not like, oh, get this one adjustment from the chiropractor and take this one CBD thing. It's a conglomeration of, of your lifestyle and put it in together. And you just make it simple. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, people are asking for the discount code again for Justin's Justin's CBD. Do you have a discount code? <laughs> I'm just kidding, dude. I'm kidding. Bob Donnell said what Joe said. So Joe said this, and and he's right. Smartest man with the biggest heart, and, uh, and you are. Wait, wait, screenshot that because like Joe doesn't say nice things very often. So we're going to put that out, put that out. I know, I know. And then Bob said what Joe said. Yeah. And and see, now Bob Bob wouldn't write himself up because he's all about uh, conserving energy. So those are my, those are two of the best buddies that I've I've had. Bob is amazing. I I, I joke about Bob being like uh, the new Kevin Bacon. Seems like everybody knows him. And um, everybody knows Bob. Everybody knows Bob, and and Joe and me. I swear, like like I said, my brother from another mother. Yeah, and, and it's fun. We'll do, we'll we'll communicate through the quantum, and I'll think <laughs> of something, and he'll call up and answer, or vice versa, and it's it's interesting. Justin would love to be on your show, so you guys got to make that happen. I connected you two, like, yeah. and now now it's it's on you. Charles Coachman lives in Cala 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 <laughs> That's mm-hmm. what um, Ron, uh, Ron calls it, Calisuela. Um, But he's up in the, uh, I think up up in the um, San Francisco area, up that way. I, I don't I don't know exactly where Charles is. Yeah, Sorry. Charles, you, uh, just DM me. Yeah, we're we're we're, we're homies on on Facebook. Um, and I'll find you some. I do that a lot too, like because everybody's leaving Calizuela, 
Yeah. So like I, I have a list of chiropractors in Idaho and Tennessee and Texas because they're all leaving. And because I love my patients and yeah. I, and I, I hate to see them go, but um, I'll vet new chiropractors for them. That's awesome, dude. Wow. Well, yeah. Well, because one is if, if there's chiropractors that are singing the same song that I am, I want to help them out. And then if we have the patient that's used to uh, me and, and how we treat, we want to have somebody else that, that keeps it congruent. So, yeah, that's awesome. Wow. So, um, Bill, thank you for being on here. I appreciate you. This has been, it's been invaluable information. So thank you. And, um, I think we've had a lot of people on here engaging for the entire time. So that's awesome. So thank you, dude. I appreciate you. All right. I appreciate you. Let's all go out and exercise now that we've been um, sitting around for an hour and 24 minutes. Really? Yeah. So, Hey, I appreciate it. Thank you guys so much. And, um, don't hang up on me, Bill, but I'm going to end the live stream. Thank you to everyone who shared this out. If you didn't share it out, shame on you. Loser. <laughs> loser. Loser. I'm <laughs> kidding. Um, Share it out, especially Justin. We just promoted the crap out of your company. Share it out, man. Yeah, Justin. Um, yeah, Justin. So listen, I appreciate you, dude. And we'll do this again, man. I, I, I think we need to, people need to, you need to educate people. They need to know what you know. So yeah. we'll, we'll get her done. We'll get her done. We'll have a good panel. Thank you, dude. I appreciate you, man. All right. Bye, everyone. See you guys. Have a great day.